Lord, we thank you for your word and how your word has this beautiful ability to continue to speak into the lives of your people year in and year out, speaking into the situations we find ourselves in and speaking into our lives, making them more like Christ. And so we pray that you would continue that process by way of your spirit here with us today. Amen. Thanksgiving, right? It comes around the same time every year, right? Within, within a couple days of whatever it was last year. I was walking out of a council meeting on Monday evening, uh, and I think Randy and I were like the last ones in the bu- building, and Randy said to me, well, I'll see you on Thursday. I said, yep, see you Thursday. And as I walked out door, I was like, why am I seeing Randy on Thursday? Like, and I, re- I legitimately could not figure it out. I walked home, I'm like, what's Thursday? And I, I'm trying to figure out, okay, like, yeah, we usually have like ministry team meetings on Thursday. And, and I'm like, we just had those recently. And, then, and, and so it's not that. I'm like, like there's not, a, like, I have no idea why I'm meeting. I'm like, why am I seeing him on Thursday? I finally get home and, and then I kind of chuckled to myself because I finally realized it. It's Thanksgiving. But then I said to Emily, I said, it doesn't necessarily feel like Thanksgiving. And and maybe you've felt that too at times over the last two years when the day rolls around. It doesn't feel maybe like Thanksgiving. I remember when I was growing up, we would gather with so many people. We We would go to church on Wednesday night, probably so everyone could cook in Thursday morning, I'm assuming. But we went there Wednesday night with everybody, and, and then on Thursday morning, we would, we would gather together with a bunch of different family. It'd be like my aunts and uncles and cousins and so on, and we'd have this big meal together, and, and we'd, we'd, we'd sit around, and we would linger at each other's homes. Like, we would stay there, and we would see the Lions play, and we would see the Cowboys play, and we would still be there at dinner time and eating the leftover turkey made up in some other way, and, and we would just be together for what seemed like the whole day. But at some point, something changed within there, and, and, and people were lingering, but then all of a sudden they had these ads out, and they were looking at what they were going to be doing the next day on that Black Friday sale, trying to figure out where they were going to go to get the best possible deals and so on. And then last year, there was a year where we were encouraged not to really gather together, encouraged to kind of stay with our own little family unit, and perhaps that's the way it's going to be this way. It's a little maybe hard to socially, distantly eat chicken legs. It's a little hard to to pass the stuffing six feet apart. And sometimes it's in those situations where it doesn't feel like Thanksgiving or something came in your life that, that isn't maybe necessarily good or easy, it's difficult and hard, it might be a little bit hard to be thankful. It might be a little bit hard too because our culture seems to shape and form us 
in a way that can be contrary to thankfulness. Perhaps more accustomed to criticism and complaints. You know, the lack of thanksgiving is something that Paul actually indicts the world with in Romans chapter 1. You go there. Oh. Can you go back one, Hunter? For although they knew God, so Paul in, in the earlier verses here said that people have come to know God by way of everything that is in the world, by what it has been created as. They've been able to see God's power and His glory and His majesty through that. And though they knew God from all of those means, they neither glorified Him as God or gave thanks to Him. But their thinking then became futile and their, fool and their foolish hearts were darkened. God had desired thanksgiving to be a part of what His, his creation would give back to Him. By, by what they see and all the things in nature that display His glory. By, by what they eat and the things that they can enjoy. He desired that, but, but here in Romans, Paul says that humanity wasn't doing that. I wonder how much more if, if the whole world is to be giving thanks to God for for how God has been involved in their life, how much more should those who, who know Christ give thanks to God? How much, how much more thanks should we give God because of the greatest gift and the greatest thing that He has ever given us? To think about that, we're going to go to Colossians chapter 3, uh, verses 15 through 17. Uh, if you have your Bible with you, or if you grab one of those black Bibles, that will be on page, I think, 955. Beginning at verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to be called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Earlier in the book of Colossians, in chapter 1, Paul works to establish the supremacy of who Christ is. It's Jesus. He's the one who holds all things together. It's Jesus who was there in the beginning, who, who was there in creation as creation was being made. It was Jesus by which all things were made. It's, it's Jesus who is the, the head of the church in the one who makes us alive. That's, that's Jesus, and that's, that's why He's so important. Paul goes to exalt Christ and, 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 and to show how great He is and then tries to show in the, the rest of the book what having an exalted view of Christ by what having an a, a honoring view of what Christ has done for us, how that affects our daily life 
in our living. He moves on to, to what our character should look like, how we live as disciples of Christ. How does, how does our character go forward? Well, it's, it's one of, of, of loving one another. It's one where we are promoting peace amongst ourselves. It's one where we have unity amidst the body of Christ. The, the character we display because of our view of Christ displays forgiveness to one another when we stumble. There's a, a book my kids have, have uh, recently begun to, to read together. It was one that we, we grabbed from the library. It's this book called How to Apologize. And, and it's interesting because the book's like, well, sometimes apologizing is hard. Sometimes asking forgiveness is hard. The book says, sometimes apologizing is hard because, well, you did something that you can't really fix. And it shows this picture of this, this rhino and these other animals that were playing like pin the tail on the donkey, but they realized they were doing it on the rhino's side. Later you see all these band-aids right on the rhino. Sometimes you, you can't fix what you did, but, but still there's, there's a way of asking forgiveness because we know whatever we did pales in comparison to the forgiveness that God gives us for what we have done and who we are. Paul speaks of what it looks like to have, have a Christian community that's built on unity and forgiveness and mutual trust and respect and, and serving one another. And at different points throughout this area where Paul talks about how we should be living, he returns multiple times to this idea of being thankful. That, that we, in response to what God has done, are supposed to be thankful people. That we're supposed to have gratitude for what God has done in our life. And Paul writes two things that help us promote that thankfulness within our life. And it's these two things that are at the beginning of verse 15 and 16. To promote thankfulness in our lives, we, we must let the peace of Christ rule within our hearts. To let thankfulness arise out of our life, we, we must have the, the message of Christ dwelling richly within us. These two things feed our ability to be, to be thankful people. That thanksgiving that we, we give back to God is a direct result of His Word in our life and the peace that we receive from His Word being in our life. As one biblical scholar puts it, the peace of Christ rules where the Word of Christ dwells. The peace of Christ, the trust, the honor, the feeling of having ourselves cared for comes by having God's Word richly in our life. I think Paul comes back to this idea of thankfulness when he's talking about how, how people are to live in light of what Christ is, has done for them and, 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 and who Christ is. Because 
thankfulness doesn't naturally grow out of the old self. A thankful heart is not developed from a life that is nurtured by envy or wrath. A life of thankfulness is is not exemplified by minds that rush to critique and complain and criticize. A life of thankfulness is not accomplished with abusive speech or nurtured through unloving behavior. Unthankfulness, if we think about it, is, doesn't have a root of peace, but it has a root of dissatisfaction. Maybe misplaced priorities. To truly have this, this life of thanks and, and gratitude from God, we don't need anything more than to experience the person of Christ. You don't, you don't need some grandeur vision, some, some new dream in the, in the middle of the night that will give you this, this point to ponder that will all of a sudden turn your, your mind into one who thanks God. You don't need some, some extra wisdom from some extra biblical source. You just need the Word of Christ, the message of Christ to dwell richly in your life. And then the peace of Christ. The peace of Christ is a direct result of that message, that message of salvation that God has given to us through all the pages of Scripture who point to this God who desires to restore you and I and His creation back to Himself. We just need the Word of Christ, the message of Christ. What is the message? We'll go to maybe a familiar passage, not John 3.16, but John 3.17. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. God is to be thanked. He's to be thanked for delivering believers from, from the darkness that they were once in. That darkness of the mind that that was heard of in Romans 1.21. That, that, that way that God has taken us from that darkness of mind and illuminated us by way of the Spirit to see Christ for, for who He is. To see that, that it was Jesus Christ who, who came to the world to, to save us from ourselves. That it was was Jesus who came into this world and gave us the Spirit so we could have access, direct access to the Father who is in heaven. By understanding the message and having that one simple message dwell in our hearts. The understanding of Christ's sacrifice leads us in to thankfulness. It brings a peace within our life, an eternal peace that multiplies our thanksgiving back to God to where we could sit here this morning and name each and every one of those things, perhaps one from from every day from this past year that we can be thankful to God for. 
the word of Christ and the peace of Christ are the foundations to which thankfulness in our life arises from. But not only a thankfulness for Christ, but a thankfulness for all the things that God graciously gives us where we can realize that each and every thing that God has done in our life is this gift that He gives to us. One of the ways we do that is, is by the offering that we have every every Sunday or every time that we gather together to, to remind ourselves that everything we have, everything that we've been given in this life is, is actually something that God gave it. God owns all of it, but He has entrusted some of it to you. So in thankfulness, then we, we can give back to organizations that further His kingdom. Thankful. The foundations of by his word and by the peace. And then we have this last verse, verse 17 from Colossians 3. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God through the Father. Our thanks, the thanksgiving that arises from our understanding of his word and in the peace that that brings goes through our Mediator, Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. It's, it's Christ who's sitting on the throne that's waiting to hear those ways that we talked about thankfulness, and He's, he's ready to give them to the Father, to share with the Father, Father, here are the ways that your people are thankful to you for the things that you've given Him. Here, Father, here are the ways that people are thankful to You for the gift that I was to them. Our thanks rises to God through Jesus. Sometimes our, our thanks can, can arise to God and, and it can, can happen pretty unintentionally where, where we, we, we experience something and we just, we just thank God for it. Other times... Other times, our thanks arises to God through Christ by ways of intentional, intentional choices like us choosing to come today, choosing to open up our mouth, choosing to be pressured by our children to, to say something that we're thankful for. Anne Voskamp, uh, one author, wrote a devotional called 1,000 Gifts. And it all started rather unintentionally. But then it became an intentional practice. It started unintentionally through a dare. Her friend dared her to write down 1,000 things throughout the year that she was thankful to God for. Then she went on to intentionally track those things and, and write them down. We intentionally asked our third grade through 12th grade students what, what they were thankful for. And, and I asked all the discussion groups leaders this week what they were thankful for. So here's, here's their list. It was, I think, 19 things that we had. One student said he was thankful for mom. Well, he didn't say he was thankful for mom because his mom was a discussion group leader. So when I asked him, I said, Logan, what are you thankful for? And he's like motioned over to his mom because he didn't want to say it out loud, apparently. But other things, 
Students were thankful for virtual reality headsets. They were thankful for computers and friends and family and freedom to worship. They were thankful for video games and and God and brothers and neighbors and pets. Pets that included hamsters and geckos and guinea pigs and dogs. Students were thankful for toilets and Jesus. Family again, and then one said everything. It wasn't those thousand things that perhaps Ann Voskamp wrote about, but perhaps some of those things arise thoughts in our life of things that we often overlook that we can be thankful for, like toilets, like toilet paper perhaps, like fresh flowing water. How many of you thanked God for when you stepped in the shower and turned on the faucet and warm water came flowing down out of the spigot? We can thank God for those things that we experience in the day that seem to be normal, those things that have become mundane, that they they almost get overlooked. We can be thankful this week that when we went to the grocery store, we could find what we needed. Or we could be thankful to God that even though we didn't find what exactly we needed, we could find some substitute that could work in its place. I could be thankful for the toothpaste that somehow gets stuck on the sink and the wall and all over the place, including the floor, knowing that my children actually tried to brush their teeth. I can be thankful for that. I can, I can be thankful for the, the messes that my wife and I, and even Kent, when he lives with us, clean up that my children make because at some point we're teaching them how to be independent. We're teaching them how to do things when we, we clean up the mess of peanut butter on the counter after they made a sandwich for themselves. We can be thankful for so many things in our lives. And as we consider today, this day, this one day a year that we set aside for this theme of thanksgiving, we can consider how we can bring this theme of thanksgiving within the rest of our life by way of that word that dwells richly in you and that peace that is something experienced through Christ. We, we can consider how we can be thankful each day. We can consider how we can live each day with an eye on those things that often go ignored. But there's even one greater thing that God arises through His Word, through His peace, and through the thanksgiving He offers us. And it's this, that that when God brings about this gratitude and thankfulness arising out of the peace in the Word of Christ, that it's in those times that God's people are more and more capable of giving forgiveness to one another. To overlook those things which cause at one time perhaps petty disagreement or anger. That we can put aside those that we could inhibit more fully that peace of Christ 
in that unity of Christ, among the believers of Christ. Let us pray that God would arise that within our lives. Father, we thank you for so many things in our life. We named 50 today, probably. And we can, we can think of more in our mind. We thank you for your Son who gives us peace. We thank you for your Son who, who gives us security when we look into the future. We, we thank you for your Son who has given us purpose here in this world, a purpose as priests to bring your presence to those we meet through the grace we give, the forgiveness that we extend, and through the lives that we live. We thank you for Christ that we can take the concerns that we have and the thanksgiving that we have and bring them to you through him. Arise in us that thankfulness throughout the year, not just on Thanksgiving. Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's join together as we sing in response. Uh, let all things now living.
head to our homes, let us receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. Amen. Go in that peace to love and serve the Lord. Thank you.